2: Hey, hello to everybody at Geek Space. This is Stan Lee saying Excelsior. It's Geekscape.
3: Dickscape. Yeah, not Space.
2: What did I say? Space? space. Dickscape. <laughs> yeah, like All right. Hey, I didn't mean Dick Space. Hello to everybody at Dickscape. <laughs> no. Space. That is
0: beyond Wait. good enough, Stan.
2: Dickscape. <laughs> All right. This is Stanley wishing everybody at Geekscape all the best. I wish you could all be here with us now, but since you're not, hello and good luck and excelsior.
3: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to episode 92 of Geekscape. Geekscape is the weekly news and review show about movies, video games, and comics. Every week, uh, myself, Jonathan London, your host, I sit down uh, with a new guest every week and we talk about that late, that uh, last week's news and reviews. Um, this week, we've got a pretty... Uh, we, we both saw W, the Oliver Stone movie. Um, we also made a trip to... Uh, the Scream Awards, the Spike TV Scream Awards and and, uh, interviewed a bunch of people on the red carpet if you thought last week's show had some stars wait uh, until you see what Gilmore and I have uh, scrounged up for you this week Uh, I'm also going to sit down with Toby Wilkins the director of this movie Splinter coming out uh, on Halloween it's a horror movie so as we get into the horror spirit I want to bring you guys that and of course we're going to be talking video games because last time you were on the show people loved you talking about video games Uh, and I called bullshit on the Battletoads (laughs) I remember I did that On you beating Battletoads I remember that
1: That was you I totally called
3: bullshit And I was like There are no fucking warps In Battletoads But somebody sent me a YouTube There's definitely warps You just gotta be quick With them Because they appear As soon as you get On the screen
4: Level three with the, the little jet pack level or the jet scooter level. The jet ski. Thing. You got to hit it right at the right time. And then there's a warp on the snake level. There's a warp right at the beginning
3: too. of the game almost. the one Yeah, up you up have to go top back. But it,
4: it takes you to a really harder <coughs> thing. You have to go through the surfing level and others, which is really tough. So I was wrong on that one.
3: I would always bite it at the surfing level.
4: I was it's wrong. It's way too hard. I called bullshit
3: and it, I was wrong. So I apologize I apology accepted <laughs> It's too late
4: to apologize
3: Brandon Bales and I uh, met when uh, he acted for me uh, it, As a uh, You were like a, uh, You were playing me Which is weird um, Hopefully when you get, one day you guys will see Singledom So is that how you see yourself <laughs> yeah.
1: then? Seeing you guys next to each other Is that how you see yourself John?
3: No the, the, the weird thing about uh, Singledom <laughs> you, you're, you're different enough from me <laughs> you, you, oh my god. Uh, you, you're different enough for me that, that uh, you you made it your own thing, which right. I like. Uh, but some of those uh, actresses, when they were auditioning for the breakup scene, mm. that fucked my head up. <laughs> having, I felt like I was getting dumped every 15 minutes. Because, <laughs> you know, we're calling these people in every 10, 15 minutes. I just felt like I was just getting dumped repeatedly throughout the course of the day. By the time lunch came around, I just wanted to kill myself. Mm. I was like, you're right. I am a loser <laughs> You should leave me You should leave me I'm a loser Walk out that door I suck Thank you for dumping me It was a great day Oh, dude That auditioning was rigorous uh, But, you know It got done It's uh, going out so can't, It's good what, what they call it That's what they call it in Hollywood They're going out with it <clears throat> Which is great They're calling out And I've gotten some feedback On what might happen uh, So as soon as Contracts are signed I guess you you guys Will be the first to know Because fuck If they're going to Sign a contract Ain't nothing they can Do about it then Uh, As soon as I get Permission I can tell You guys like what's Happening but um, it's Been so it's been Such a long damn Process yeah you know It's frustrating Because I run into People uh, out who are Like oh yeah i Heard of that it's On my development Board (laughs) and I'm like You know it's weird That other people That you've never met In your entire life Know about this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a very young creator here in this Hollywood game. Mm-hmm. But there's a thing called tracking boards. And like, if you're a manager, you're an agent, you want to know what the hot talent is, uh, you subscribe to these tracking boards. Ugh. And the tracking boards tell you what's being developed in Hollywood. It's kind of like their way of just keeping track of uh, their fingers on the pulse. And so I guess our project's on these tracking boards, but I've been getting like meetings with managers and, and stuff. And you know what? It's all just kind of. Flirtations until something definite happens, Mm -hmm. and then you can be off to the races. But right now, I just feel like I'm in this weird, like, what would you call it? Like a, like a, like an in-between world, (laughs) between the living and the dead. (laughs) I'm like in this purgatory. I'm in this weird limbo, where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not the kid right out of film school who's working as a barista, but I'm not a creator who's had anything done? I'm in this fucking weird place where people just... are like, people are like, you're credible kinda. I'm mm. credible kinda. I think right now. And Which I don't is... want to be credible kinda. I want to get rid of the kinda.
1: You'll get there. I mean, like Judd Apatow, all those other guys that get out there. I mean, how old are they when they let finally? Me, let get me tell to you, right? Judd
3: Apatow. Like in 40s. No, 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 Judd Apatow, who is in his 40s, wrote for MTV for. Very long time. Right. He wrote uh, from about the time he was my age. He was working. Maybe earlier, he was doing MTV. Working it. Working it he working was writing it. stuff for Ben Stiller show. He was writing all sorts of stuff. Ah, uh, he was well, really, really active then. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to think Ben Stiller show was 18 years ago. Yeah, the guy was in his mid twenties. Me, I'm fucking Christ on a crutch as far as time is concerned. Yeah, just
4: Past uh, me by. What have you been doing? Huh? <laughs> me? This uh, guy working as a barista. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> working as a waiter. Maybe not so glamorous a uh, job as as Jonathan has, but I have yeah, a job. Yeah, this is my glamorous job. <laughs> Waking up, <laughs> checking my email, getting on Geekscape. <laughs>
1: Gilmore, can I borrow
3: some money? Uh, <laughs> look, look, looking for jobs. Being like, Gilmore, you want to take me to in and out Looking for jobs, working on Geekscape. I just want some jobs to hold me over until, you know, i got a new company so I can pitch for more jobs. Those are the jobs I want. Shoot some shit. Shoot some shit, motherfuckers. let it. Um, but, yeah. But you have a consistent one.
4: Yeah. And, oh, boy, is it great. Hollywood style. <laughs> Hollywood style, man. <laughs> oh. This is what singledom's really about. You want breakfast potatoes, fries, or salad? Oh. Are there any times... Are there any time, are there, breakfast potatoes,
3: fries, or salads? That's right. Are there any times when you just want to punch the shit out of the fuckers that, are, that you're waiting on? Yes. Okay, what are some of the... Uh, What's like an instance Where you were like I just want to remove you From, from the human race <laughs> <laughs> You know you have them
4: Oh god There's <clears throat> there's there's too many um, Don't
3: Come on Just give us one okay, or two Okay okay There's <laughs> some times When you're like I'm either going to quit Or go homicidal <laughs>
4: Everybody's out. Uh, uh, now that I'm on the spot I feel uh, uh, I'm strong I have stories So many stories To tell <laughs> Really? He's just, just gonna cop. I guess
3: that's why. I, I guess that's why I'm the, I'm the writer and you're the puppet. That's right. That's because because I've got about fifty fucking million stories about hating this town. Mm. Like the boss who was like no butter on my uh, on his breakfast. I he he had a list of requests on his breakfast specific. Like he had a
4: million specifics on his. When breakfast. you went to pick it up for him, as your assistant oh, or something. Oh, when I
3: ordered it, yeah. Right. He's a popular TV producer. He makes a lot of reality shows that are fucking really huge, but shit, and, um, Mark Burnett. <clears throat> not Mark Burnett, um, and, and uh, and so I'm sitting there, and I'm just taking on this list of things, and as he's telling me, I'm relaying them through the phone to the person who's going to be making the order, Where right. or they're going to go pick up, and I mean, there's a million, Be thinking about your story while yeah, yeah. Okay. And so, and
5: so, there's
3: like a million things on it, one of which is definitely no butter, you know, no butter. uh, so I go to pick the thing up And I double check This thing I double chickly check this thing Triple I'm looking at I'm looking at the different details Everything is suspects You know what I mean Like I, I'm not gonna get Fucking yelled at For this one I come back And he's on the line uh, Doing an interview For People Magazine About his new show That's coming up He's doing this interview So he can get quoted In this stupid little article A bunch of fucking Fat housewives are gonna read On the way out Of the grocery store And I come in with my breakfast With his breakfast And I, I go Ah oh, here here it is, here it is. And I walk back out of the room and I'm uh, listening in on the conversation because sometimes there's things that you have to dictate notes. And um, I hear this shit. <laughs> I just hear this shit. Can you give me a minute? And the lady goes, Sure, the publicist lady. And uh, he goes, And I can fucking hear him like in the office walking to the door. And he goes, Can I talk to you? Open the door, Can I talk to you? And he's holding his breakfast like right there. And he goes, I thought I told you no butter. And, and I go, no, 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 there's no fucking butter on any of those pancakes or any of that. Just, there ain't butter. Fuck, there's no butter. <laughs> but there was a packet of butter that in the bag and had landed in the crack of the styrofoam container, and upon opening the styrofoam container had slid a packet wrapped onto the fucking thing. It was sitting there, like, here's the egg. Okay, let's say this right here that you're watching is the container. <laughs> here are the eggs, bacon, and pancakes. Here, in fucking Nova Scotia, is is the fucking butter still <laughs> he, wrapped? Still wrapped? still nothing. Didn't even have a slime trail left. Didn't, like, didn't nothing. Melt. Nothing. It was just sitting there, as hard as a rock. In la basura, which is Spanish for in the trash. Oh my god! Do it again. Cock oh salad.
1: Oh my god! Yeah, complete cock salad. Like, if jerk. the
3: stars align correctly you will be seeing Mr. Bales reenacting that scene I'll do it too I'll do it justice on your TV sets or your Xboxes or whatever fuck I don't know how they're gonna watch this thing I don't know what form advisors. it's gonna take but that scene is definitely gonna be in there cause I have an ending in my head of how that shit should be. <laughs> <laughs> up in this shit how do these shit. people
1: get like this though like did their parents do that for them do you think like, did they yell at their parents
3: when they did shit like Part this? Part of it's dick-wagon. You gotta let people know yeah, yeah. the chain of command. Top dog. Top dog bullshit. You know? A little so.
1: dick-wagon and Top cough
3: You man. <laughs> you ever done any dick... Like, you got a story yet? You ever done any dick? You don't have a story. Really? You're a
4: fucking blank page, man, man. I am sorry. Wow. I, uh... i I like to drink alcohol. He (laughs) leaves his job. (laughs) This turns into an (laughs) A.A.
3: So listen guys, speaking of people who like to drink alcohol, we went to see this movie W by Oliver Stone. Uh, Oliver Stone did this movie, it's got Josh Brolin and Elizabeth Banks, a whole bunch of uh, really good actors, and uh, they made a biographical film about George W. Bush. It came out this weekend... Too bad it wasn't called Max Payne, motherfuckers Because it didn't win the box office uh, That's sad yeah, but Let's go see some Max Payne uh, But this movie uh, First off, you, you're going to get contro- controversial Over this shit Because of course he's a very controversial president uh, The presidency is almost at an end And now we have this biography come out on it uh, It's extremely stylized It follows him from college All the way up uh, To the decision to invade Iraq but it jumps around temporally all over the place So the story structure is uh, It's a ser- sequence of events Not all told in order But it, what, the, the main thing is that you're painting a portrait um, Whether or not it's effective or not That's what we're going to talk to you guys about But it is definitely uh, stylized And would you say biased Because everything you're reading about this movie In interviews and everything is that, Oh we just wanted to do a proper portrayal of events yeah. would you, Having seen the movie would you agree with that?
4: I'm going to say That he, th- That they definitely Went for that The idea Underneath it all Is that He is a bozo right. I feel it, It's hard to hide that um, But They still I mean o- Only in as much as Because they put So much music on it There's all this like Some of the scenes Have like actual Like a sappy score That's what I yeah. noticed A lot in the yeah, movie Yeah and the, the
3: piano score It's all over the place The soundtrack wasn't that's the thing uh, You're watching these guys come out And they're promoting their film And they're talking about how It's right down the middle It's unbiased It's a It's a It's a it, You know it, It's a fair view of events mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, you can say that that You're telling the events factually As they occur But when you make the uh, Actual characters That big of caricatures mm-hmm. You gotta know that you're slanting things One way or another yeah. You know And I think that this movie is so stylized, and these are almost sat alive like caricatures.
5: Borders on that. You're going
3: to think that yeah, you're sl- you're, you're you're putting a, a certain amount of light in one mm-hmm. direction, um, almost to the movie's distraction.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: mm-hmm.
3: And almost to the point where you say, you know what, I'm having to remove myself from this uh, from what I'm watching. Not like you would from reality. Mm-hmm. You watch the news, you take it in. Yeah. Even though the news itself is is, uh, is chopped up and edited and all that. But watching watching something that was this forceful in its style, you have to remove yourself from it and be like, shit, maybe that's a good thing that you're you're, you're continuously engaged in questioning it as you're watching it, and you're, you're asking your own questions. But yeah, no, this is biased as a motherfucker up in this shit. Would you agree that this is biased as a motherfucker up in this shit?
4: I, why, well...
3: Uh, <laughs> you can take a you can take a position in this show. We have an hour. Anywhere in this hour, you want to actually come out and tell a story. Position, it's all yours. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> you dick. I'm just kidding. He's giving me wishy washy. Guess I do not like wishy washy. I guess. Um, I what I say what I say is extremely biased. Not necessarily, no. But I think it, there there are hints of it that that you know how they really feel, mm-hmm. and as much as like the characters could have been a lot less whenever you do impressions in films or you know whenever you try to like capture a a person it ends up looking more like an impression and it's hard to see it's it's hard to watch them as as characters in a movie rather than just people do, trying to do skits or something mm-hmm. like that. You know? Totally.
1: You know why? It's because they're still alive. And yeah. they're very much in the public eye and we're used to them and, like, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. see a lot of this. Like, for example, I would like, if they would have made The Aviator,
4: mm-hmm. like, you know, right, right, right way back the time, then. Like yeah. or,
1: so maybe we could have used a Bush movie, like, 20 years from now.
4: That's what I thought last night. It's too soon. Like, that's that's what I walked out of there too thinking. Soon. It, you know, you know, It. it it's effective and like I mean, there's not a lot. There's not a lot new if you if you watch the news on a regular basis. It's not a lot new. You're gonna yeah. Learn. It's
3: not gonna it's not gonna open your eyes. And I gotta tell you, uh, it might actually just piss you off harder.
4: Cause um, pissed off my friend who I went with last night. Oh, he this chick angry. behind
3: me, Laura. Does that need to happen? I don't think we can hear it. She's like hammering shit. I'm killing people. She's it's like fine. killing our dogs. Uh, behind, uh, uh like was this, was this, this super lefty, mm-hmm. it almost made me want to eat red meat and be a Republican, because this chick behind me was just like, oh, God, like, she was being very vocal with her, with her, uh, just hatred, it was just for like, For the oh. character
4: or for the film? For the, for the, uh, for, for the Bush. character, for the events. Okay, okay. She's watching
3: yeah. this like it was fucking CNN. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, this is a pretty skewed portrayal, it's like a Michael Moore movie, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, It's pretty skewed And and it's really Really stylized I gotta tell you After watching All of a sudden Do shit like World Trade Center Where it's an okay movie But in all honesty That movie was so down the middle It could have been made By anybody Yeah Um, I kind of liked The heightened sense of style Mm -hmm. I kind of liked The caricature I kind of liked the fact That there's obviously A a creative presence here Mm -hmm. That is Shaping what you're watching Mm -hmm. Do you think Mona Lisa looks the, like the like the person that Leonardo painted, or do you think he took an artistic approach to her representation? God knows. And, and how that's how. The and that's how I feel. I mean, if you have a different artist paint the Mona Lisa, you're going to get a different view. And I yeah. like the fact that he was that present as a director In, in all that, and in the storytelling. Because um, I thought it was consistent. I thought it was uh, it was. For him, he was present more so than he's been in, in ten years, fifteen years of yeah, movie so. making. Uh, did it mean, it mean I liked the movie? Not necessarily. Yeah. But one of my film teachers, when we came out of Gangs in New York, uh, said something that really remo- I remember, and in and, and, and I was like, "Man, what a mess!" That's what I said about Gangs in New York, mm-hmm. which is a mess. And he said, "If you're going to watch somebody's mess, at least you're watching Martin Scorsese's mess." And I'm like, "You know what? As for watching a movie that I'm kind of like uh, about, mm-hmm. at least I'm watching somebody who's ta- forcefully taken you by the hand and led you through uh a story that he's telling so are you ready to tell us your story about working as a uh waiter as a waiter <laughs> no i'm just gonna fuck with you the other dude way. i really can't cool. think of anything right now i'm sure once is, once, is we, it once i get my car constant, to go home is it such a, such that's such what a constant it is fucking
4: beat it's down? every every single day it's just so ridiculous and i mean some days are better than others but most days yeah. i'm just like
3: you call me, like, like whenever I call and leave you a message and stuff, you always call me, like, a, a break, 15-minute mm-hmm. lunch break, whatever you do. It always sounds like you need to be rescued. <laughs> it always sounds like, true. as a friend, I should try, uh, like, I should drive a car into the front of the building. And be like, <laughs> Get in! Have Gilmore on the fucking anti-air on
4: top. And be like,
3: <laughs> you know, Gilmore throwing like, Molotovs and shit. We should, make, we, should, we should do, like, a great raid. Can you do this for me? Yeah, but it'll cost you your fucking job, man. That's You'll true. be on the streets. But wouldn't that be a story? Okay. it be something else. Um, um, this just in, for those of you... <laughs> I, can't, I can't... In this economy, I can't do that. I can't take your job away. Um, this just Wait, in... This,
1: we should just call this episode um, Brandon's tasteful Brand- Hangover. <laughs> it's, it's
3: Brandon's... Brandon's war, really. It's what it is. Single tier. It's Brandon, Brandon's ongoing struggle.
4: Can I look off the into the witnessing? sky? Like, you um, did you know, Brandon, that um,
3: Geekscape was banned in China? What? Yeah, China uh, has a pretty big uh, involvement in what what their uh, population watches digitally. You know, they, they 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 monitor YouTube, they monitor everything. They've removed Geekscape from iTunes selection from the iTunes store. Geekscape has been deemed not worthy uh, in, the, uh, in the in the in the the great country of China. But uh, human rights violations, they're still cool <laughs> over there. Still cool. Human rights violations. And, and uh, you know, I got to think, if you're violating human rights and shit, caning motherfuckers up in this, what better soundtrack than Geekscape, mm-hmm. you know? I'd be... Dude, we, we enhance human rights violations. We, we make it, you know, acceptable. We're a little distraction that those, you know, backpacking college kids... Who ended up, uh, you know, having sex and you guys ended up caning them for 20 years? Where's the soundtrack to you guys brutally torturing them and telling their parents they died in an avalanche?
1: It was Malaysia, but all Asian people are the same to him. Oh, so yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: Cane the motherfuckers. Cane the motherfuckers.
4: Uh, have you not just, have you checked to see what geese Cape literally translate to <laughs> translates to in Mandarin?
3: In Mandarin, it's probably... Ooh. <laughs> that would be, that's interesting. What do you think? I don't know <laughs> Maybe, What do you think Our
1: character would look like Yeah The, the, the
3: Geekscape The language I don't know If anybody out there Can do it If you're still alive After being, arrest- <laughs> after being arrested For listening to Geekscape In China uh, Let us know no, um, no. If you,
1: if you can send this to us Like from the alley yeah. Like behind or, or from like the attic That you're listening to <laughs> yeah. you're listening- As you're hiding listen- under floorboards <laughs> listen- <laughs> Listening
3: to Geekscape Take out your ink and and, and paint us uh, the character shirt, the already, character that a Geekscape is. They've already had to stop this like ten times. Oh, because there's dust filtering through the floorboards.
1: Exactly. Shh. <laughs> shh, shh, shh,
3: run! Sam has taught us well.
6: <laughs>
3: Fucking eating rats and shit, listening to Geekscape and hiding. Um, oh, it's worth it. It's worth it. Sam will mm. live
6: forever. Democracy
3: will come to us. Um. So guys, the WB is adapting uh, Ed Brubaker's Sleeper, that's the DC book uh, Warner Brothers is adapting it for Sam Raimi and Tom Cruise uh, to make it into a movie I think this is news that's been around a while But uh, Brad Inglesby is the uh, director, or is the writer that's Who's that? To the. You know what's really funny? Uh, it was posted to the Geekscape uh, website And I would have just been like, whatever But one of the meetings I had with the screenwriting manager This guy Brad Inglesby is her other client I'm Ooh. like, I'm like, why are you meeting with me? I make dick jokes, like Stanley. But you like us, so yeah, you do. Yeah, uh, Stanley does make dick jokes. We'll get to that. Um, Born, you know, the Born Identity shit. Uh, Born? They're making a fourth movie. Uh, it's got a writer, this guy George Nolfi, who co-wrote the Born Ultimatum. Uh, I was okay with having the tautological nature of the Born series. He starts floating in the water, he ends floating in the water, and it kind of had that circle's complete, complete feeling to it um, looks like circle's are complete. not complete they're gonna much. go they're gonna get crystal scully up in uh, this I'm just gonna keep saying up in this you
4: shouldn't
3: yeah. um, Kevin Smith I haven't seen this porno movie have you seen the porno movie no
1: I was supposed to see it with uh, Zach imaginary cool things uh, Haddad or Hadad
3: oh Zach Hadad um, no but, Chris uh, he, Gore brought he, um,
1: he didn't uh, no he was gonna have a plus one but he couldn't do it anymore
3: he was Chris Gore's plus one Oh no no he told me he I was his boss. Brian, you have been lied to. You Zach. got swindled by Mr. Haddad. Zach. Hadam. Yeah, Zach. You lied to my boy Gilmore. Wow. Um we are over. Yeah, I can get you in. Please. Um uh, yeah, <laughs> but Kevin Smith it looks like he's doing an outer space father son movie next. Uh budget's forty five billion, that's like twenty million more than he's been. Uh, given for a movie wow.
1: before, so we'll I love see. that you just kind of like give that to people. It's like it's just that regular, really common genre: <laughs> outer space. <laughs> well, it it. I don't know. I'm, oh, I, I love mean,
4: those. <laughs> oh man, I grew up. We'll with see. Those.
3: Oh. I don't know. It could be fucking Lava Girl and whatever. It could, Shark Boy. Shark, Shark Boy. I don't know what it is, but uh I'll see it. I know you guys will see it, geeks. That. Geeks, motherfuckers. Up in we'll this. see it up in that. <laughs> uh, Brett Ratner is getting up in this in the Conan universe. It's a rumor. That our good buddy Hero protagonist Who pretty much runs Our uh, news for us At Geekscape He posted that Brett Radner looks like he, he might be doing Conan Conan Well yeah So that that's exciting That we've got Conan uh, coming From Brett Radner With
4: Sean William Scott As Conan Because last week
3: We were, we were <laughs> uh, Last week we were Talking about him Doing God of War And then uh, Every week we're gonna have a new Brett Ratner's directing this shit Yeah, I feel like Every I, week I feel like everyone's His publicist watching. is like in overtime putting rumors out on the internet <laughs> I know, I
1: feel like it's the, um It's like the terrorist warning alert Like for everyone <laughs> The Brett Ratner to, Yeah, it's like the Brett Ratner alert It's, it's a, Just, it's just, an just to keep us afraid yeah. <laughs> They're going to bomb huh? the
3: Super Bowl They're, No, no,
1: And like right around
3: It's that, like orange
1: like, right around 9-11, like, right around, like, a really important date. Like, the original release of the <laughs> original Zelda, they're going to come out. So it's like, Brett Ratner directing Zelda. No. Brett exactly. Ratner
3: impregnated Princess Zelda.
1: We're up to orange in Ratner
3: rating. Oh. oh, my God. This is an or, uh, this is a code orange <laughs> for Brett Ratner uh, terror threats. And that's really all this is. Every time he gets attached to a new movie, it's just a terror threat. It's just threat. a threat. To get people excited. Every time you sit in the movie watching, watching one of his films... It's a terrorist attack Um, Every time you buy a ticket to a Brett Ratner movie The terrorists hate us that much The terrorists have won They've kind of won they kind of won Because, yeah, you want to commit mass suicide (laughs) Uh, So uh, I got a chance to talk to a really nice guy He's British, Uh, he's a director He made this movie called Splinter Which is an indie movie Uh, It's coming out on Halloween uh, but those of you with On Demand Can actually get the movie now uh, Pass me that DVD That little Splinter DVD right there It's called Splinter And uh, I've got some elements from the movie I saw the movie I thought it was pretty cool It's um, this couples on a camping trip Okay it's very few people in the, in, in the, the movie Couples on a camping trip
1: What could go wrong? Uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> right
3: And uh, they break the tent The guy's kind of a doofus They get in the car And they get carjacked by this couple and in the process of the carjacking uh, They drive over this thing in the road Which is an animal that has these splinters growing off it And uh, what it is, it's an infection Like let's say you get pricked with a splinter Aye. Uh, Over time it starts to take over your body And use your body to survive Like a, like your body is the a host parasite. for this parasite And little splinters grow out of you and shit like that And you can't let them prick you or else you get infected And it like bends your body and like You're... Arm crunches violently backwards Turns you in. It's kind of like The thing in Leviathan This this parasite thing And uh, I thought the movie Was pretty entertaining it, it, it's, a, it, it's, it's pretty that. cool um, These are some of the elements From the movie I'll put it into this uh, Jesus Yeah 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 You got this finger With like giant fucking Porcupine splinters Coming out of it It's pretty graphic You'll see some, some clips From the movie coming up But I got to sit down With the director Toby Wilkins Who's also doing Well I'll let you guys tell I'll let, I'll let Toby tell you What he's working on next But We'll be right back, and uh, enjoy my interview with Mr. Wilkins. And Splinter, check it out. Hey, Geekscapists, I'm here with Toby Wilkins. He directed a movie coming out here in the States uh, on Halloween. It's called Splinter, and uh, I recently watched it. What it's about is a couple going on a camping trip. Uh, for one reason or another, camping's not their thing. so uh, <laughs> It doesn't work. <laughs> they, uh, they say, why don't we just get a motel? Uh, on the road to the motel, though, um, I guess... They stop to to help a woman. They get inter- they
6: get uh, they get carjacked. Carjacked, yeah.
3: Yeah, and the carjacking leads them a series of violent events. I Yeah, call a series that. of violent <laughs> events lead them uh, to to. I guess the the real encounter is with this um this primitive sort of uh, this entity. This entity, I guess, if
6: you will. Yeah, they get uh, they get uh, they seek refuge in this gas station convenience store um, against this this creature that is unlike anything they've ever seen before. Um, and hopefully unlike anything audiences have seen before, too. No, that I sort mean, of it, there's really similarities,
3: but but the, the movie's pretty original. Thank you. you know? Thank you. Uh, because even though there are things like, you know, you see those movies where a monster will take the form of its host. Uh, like, you've seen The Thing, you've seen Leviathan, and stuff like that. And zombie movies. Zombie and movies. And, yeah. This this does it in a way that, um, that I don't, you, you never see it as, a, a mon- an individual monster. This is more of an infection.
6: It, it's it's kind of like a, a cross between an infection or a parasite or something mm-hmm. like that. Well, I mean, what I find terrifying about the concept of the creature is that it it infects you and takes you over from the inside,
4: mm-hmm.
6: uh, and you can you can fight against it. You know it's coming, and it, it it's a, a progression of infection that leaves you alive. It has no interest in in killing you particularly. It just needs what's inside you, and it needs a skeleton um, to to build its own. Uh, framework around. It's building new tendons and you know incredibly painful and has no regard for how your skeleton normally moves or behaves. Right, it pops so, your
3: joints out of place, it bends yeah, your arms do, back and forth. It'll
6: do whatever, whatever it needs to do to, to gain mobility with the elements that make up your skeleton. Um, and that's uh, that's what's horrifying about it.
3: One thing that I, that I actually loved about the movie is uh, just how simple the story structure was. Um,
6: me too. I, I mean, that's what appealed to me about the script. What is it? it was this sort of core siege movie that totally reminded me and and you know plucked at my heartstrings for all those movies I watched as a kid which you know uh, Dawn John of the Carpenter's Dead movies. Alien John movie, yeah um, Assault and Precinct Thirteen um, uh, Dawn of the Dead is a movie that's always struck stuck with me um, because of the the ability of the characters to make use of the resources around them, the fact that they're stuck inside this mall. And so when this movie was people stuck inside a convenience store, it was like, you know, bells were going off. It was like, this is exactly the movies that I loved as a kid and mm-hmm. it stuck with me all that time. So, yeah, I mean, the simplicity of the story and the and the uh, the, the, um, the characters and what's happening to them and how they react was was definitely something that appealed to me.
3: In, but it allows you too, to focus a bit of the horror on what's happening to the characters. The cast yeah. also isn't that big. The cast is four, five. Yeah, I mean six the entire people.
6: cast is six, six people. Six people, yeah.
3: and, 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 and one really dead-looking dog, I think, or, uh, or a, raccoon, a raccoon, or some thing. some creature
6: from the woods. You, you don't don't, really you don't know know see it, it very does. well, right. but um,
3: but uh, I think for, for a lot of our audience are kids in film school who love movies and I think that uh, this as, as an economic script and an economic film is a good approach for somebody who may want to come out of film school and write their first script as something full of bells and whistles and it's going to have all these twists and turns and I'm going to make a, uh, a a movie like Pulp Fiction that has all these strange, right. weird structures. When really, I think I think the, the best successes sometimes are in just telling a story cleanly and clearly from beginning which, to
6: end. Which I think is something that I learned. I mean, I didn't go to film school, and I think that's something that I learned um, uh, through making short films mm-hmm. because the the economics of self financing short films basically leads you down that path. And I think some of my most successful shorts have been you know, two, three characters uh, in a contained environment, very simply told. Um, and it, you know, it, it it allows you to explore other things rather than focusing on, you know, two dozen locations and, you know, all of these, the, the elements that make movies very, very difficult and expensive to produce. Um, so, yeah, that's great advice. Ian Shaw, who wrote the original screenplay, uh, wrote it while he was at film school. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was the I th- I don't know if it was the first screenplay he ever wrote, but it was uh, it was certainly early in the process, and it was sort of an experiment. Um, and for exactly that reason, it was a contained, uh, you know, m- minimal number of characters, so he could explore, you know, the character arcs and and uh, and sort of show an understanding of exactly what you're talking about. That. Sometimes the simplest story told simply is what you need to do.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it dilutes your characters a bit when you have to share screen time with others. You know,
6: uh, it, it certainly makes the storytelling more complicated. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, it's it, uh, you know we've all seen those movies and the ensemble pieces basically, mm-hmm. where you where you have to be very efficient with getting to know a character and introducing them to the audience. Whereas uh, if you have a few characters and and you're with them. Constantly, I mean, all of these characters, you know, for for the most part, are on screen the entire movie. Um, You really get time to unfold the character and reveal things about them, just conversationally and through you know through their actions. You get to tell the audience who they are rather than having to spell it out right up front, because mm-hmm. they're going to be dead, you know? <laughs> or, because or, because, or because you're going to cut away to a different storyline. Yeah, you really don't know who the red
3: shirts are. You know, the people who just come on screen and go, Hi, and then they immediately get killed off.
6: The, well, red, the t- red shirts? Two days
3: to retirement. Yeah, r- red shirts is one of the terms you get from the old Star Trek series. Uh, when, you, when you get a new character on the Enterprise, it, but he's always wearing a red, wear shirt, a red shirt. And right. they're, the, they're the extra people who go down to the planet with right. uh, Kirk and Spock, and you just know they're not going to get beamed back up at yeah. the end of that episode. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things. How, is this your first feature?
6: It is, yeah.
3: Uh, and uh, what's the? W- I, I guess the what helped make it financially was just the simplicity of it and getting the movie made. I, is the next movie going to be a broadening or uh, something along the same lines of a the, of like the, a tight, simple narrative. Do you have another film coming along?
6: The next movie for me, I've already made. which wow. was uh, Grudge Three, which uh, <laughs> will come out sometime next year. Uh uh-huh. um,
3: You made that with, with uh, Ghost House and Yeah, and Sam my, my and history, company.
6: my history with Ghost House has been really great, and mm-hmm. they've been super instrumental in in the the progression of my confidence as a director for sure. They've mm-hmm. been. Amazingly supportive. I had a short film in uh, Screamfest, where the the Splinter premieres tonight. Um, uh, a short film called Staring at the Sun, which uh, was in the fest in two thousand five. And Ghost House are on the judging committee for Screamfest, and Staring at the Sun ended up winning the festival that year, and that's how I got introduced to to Ghost House.
3: Let's get him while he's cheap, boys. Oh, uh, Let's get I, him while he's cheap. I, I mean, uh,
6: there's a there's a great culture over there yeah. of of. Um, Of finding new talent and and um encouraging people to uh, to experiment and to play Mm -hmm. and so the very first thing they gave me was a one thousand dollar short film wow with amazing you know under two minutes horror movie thousand dollars go what do you got uh and that you know within those parameters i had already made uh, a, a big handful of short films up to that point um so to to have to work within those parameters was really exciting. It was almost um, an
3: audition piece to do this yeah. movie that that's a big brand in a, in a you know... A, well, exactly. I mean, it,
6: but it, it was a progression on every step of the way through... Um, so that was called Mousetrap. And then I did the, the three short films to promote The Grudge 2 mm-hmm. um, later that year. And uh, then Devil's Trade, which was seven episodes for, for FearNet, which mm-hmm. was a total of like 24 minutes um, as a little horror series. Uh, and then onto Grudge 3. And every step of the way... Um, they've been amazingly supportive you know you you sort of hear that studio breathing down the back of your neck thing that story that that you know is a horror story from from first-time filmmakers the whole time but if if the breath you're feeling on the back of your neck is from the excitement of watching you work and from the excitement of their passion for the genre it's a totally different feeling you know that there's that you know you've got these sort of um, guardian angels watching out for you who want nothing better than to tell a story and to tell it great and to uh, have the you know the horror movie be at the core of of what you're doing um they are amazingly supportive and it's great to know that those eyes are watching out for you you know.
3: Well, uh, you did a good job this time around. Thank you. you know, so uh, now, you, now you got your franchise piece coming up, <laughs> and uh, we're looking forward to that. This movie comes out uh, here in the states. I think in, in just LA and in New York on Halloween. LA, New York,
6: Austin, and Oklahoma. So, so, so
3: between you and me, you've already seen the Saw movie before. <laughs> uh, you don't need to see the fifth one. Uh, if you guys live in those cities, definitely go check out this movie. It's called Splitter. Uh, I think it's got some creepy stuff in it. You um, can actually watch
6: um, Magnolia Magnet Releasing, which is the genre division of Magnolia, has done uh, an amazing, sort of brave and fairly groundbreaking thing with the movie. Um, it's it is being released on Halloween, and that's great. And I I feel like seeing a horror movie, particularly with an audience, is is um, is, is it's to be encouraged. The yeah. Well, yeah, the shared experience, and, and but you know the reality is that there are horror fans everywhere, and people who want to see this movie. And the reactions we've been getting online are literally, I don't live in one of those cities. How am I going to see the movie? I have to wait for it to come out on DVD or whatever. So they've actually done a release on video on demand. Oh wow! So on Halloween, uh, actually, right now. Whoa! So you can you already can, see the movie. You can you can in this sneak peek limited window for basically the cost of a movie ticket, you can watch it in HD at home on your cable channel. Oh, then go on do your that. Cable video on the button. Go do that. If you can't and then, get to and then a later, theater, go get some popcorn. If you can't and get to a theater, the crowd and be like, sure.
3: "Oh, I've seen this shit. I mean, I, I know I, how this ends." <laughs> I, I, I'm,
6: I'm. I haven't watched it since you know since we really put it to bed. And I'm excited to see it with an audience tonight. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it with an audience at all. So tonight on the big it, screen,
3: huh? You should ruin it for them. Be like, don't go in there. <laughs> be the guy in the back. Sit way in the back. You're right. I should.
6: Just be like, I should tell, spoil the ending. <laughs>
3: No, the, the movie's great. I encourage you guys to go in, and get it on demand. Also, of course, Halloween. Those of you guys yep. living in if Austin, you, if, you're, if you're lucky City, enough to be there. Austin. New York, L.A. Yep. Uh, check it out. And then um, we'll, we'll talk to uh, Toby again when he comes back with his romantic comedy. Great three. I,
6: <laughs>
3: you don't have any love stories in
6: your time. I've already made a romantic comedy. Okay. If you, I mean, you can watch. It's short. Yeah, it's a short film, Kidney Thieves, um, which is obviously a dark <laughs> Romantic comedy. But uh, uh, it certainly has those elements. There is light in his yeah, heart. Check out check out the show films. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks
3: a lot for coming on Geekscape. Thank you. We're back and while we were gone, Brandon told the funniest fucking story about his work. Um. <laughs> it's so good. Oh
1: man. I couldn't believe you did that with a milkshake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it just,
3: <laughs> just seems kind of obvious.
1: I, well, I, know, I know. And
3: they couldn't tell. That's that's the genius of it. I know. I know. It's just no. like
1: because the childlike innocence of just mm-hmm.
3: as horrified as I am by his actions, I'm almost horrified by somebody who wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, do they just learn this shit have down, to drag down like seriously? Like... <laughs> 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 so, guys, uh, uh, yeah. Gilmore and I um, are becoming part of the uh, Hollywood press elite. And uh, is that a good thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay, this is what I'm noticing, okay? Uh, and it, and it may just cause me to stop ge- Geekscape altogether. Um, here's Geekscape on like uh, there's a balance, okay? Uh, like the balance is like a balance of justice, scales of justice. You got Geekscape and my press career, and you got my directing career, okay? When I started this fucking shit, it was right around here. But as Geekscape starts becoming more powerful and taking up more of my time, oh, what's happening to my directing career? Oh, look oh, what's up. Oh, Brandon Bales is gonna starve because single never gonna fucking happen. Oh yeah. my God, Brandon Bales, Brandon Bales, <laughs> you want Geekscape to stop?
4: You're but right. you're here. Then why am I on the show? I don't
3: know. That's yeah. why. I, what? <sighs> but I but I must but I must say Geekscape is doing well. Oh oh my God. So you got it. You got it. So Geekscape is healthy. Brandon, that was a lot. Sorry. That That was a lot. Brandon. Just pissed off. No, no, fuck all that. Um, We're going to be the first, you know, you're going to see. I don't even know what I'm saying. Uh, First one. But Geekscape is doing healthy, and you know what? We're going to get there together. These things are going to go boom, boom. They're going to help each other out, right? Right. Promote the show on Geekscape. Geekscape promotes the show. The audience from the show comes to Geekscape. It's going to be great
1: Yeah keep telling them How you're going to exploit them this is a good idea It's going to be great No no, no. <laughs> They've
3: been here Since the beginning They're my people Okay um, But We went out uh, On the red carpet At the uh, Spike TV Scream Awards We have all sorts Of fucking celebrities we, we interviewed A crap load of people Sean William Scott You mentioned We got them Love that Stan guy. Lee you mentioned We got him. Wes Craven We got him. Comic book creator Mike Mignola We got your boy Brian K. Vaughn We got a whole list of comic book, movie Huge stars
1: And everyone's dream girl
3: And everybody's dream girl uh, You guys are just going to have to wait for that one But uh, She loved me and my love my, my size. I wrote her a song Every girl likes that Take note, geeks Girls love that stuff love So songs. here's Gilmore and I At the uh, Spike TV Scream Awards Red carpet soiree And uh, we'll be right back Put on some sunglasses Because the stars are going to be pretty bright. Jesus. We're here with Mike Mignola, guys, creator of Hellboy and the Amazing Screw-On-Head. We're going to get uh, to know what's going coming up in the Hellboy universe. You're coming back to doing the art and writing as well, on a Hellboy series?
5: Someday I'll be back drawing the art. Uh, right now I'm still writing, just writing the book. Um, I've actually drawn a comic, uh, a new Hellboy comic that comes out next month, I think. Uh, it's the first time I've drawn it in a couple of years, and that was that felt great. I didn't blow my brains out, so I thought, "Well, oh, maybe I can do this again." But for now, I'm in the middle of the giant story, the Duncan Margretos drawing. So I'm just going to keep writing. I do have a couple projects, Hellboy related projects, that I'm planning to draw. I just got to get my head above water with the writing.
3: How great is it to see an artist like Duncan Fergaretto do such a good job and having somebody like Guy Davis and John Arcudi starting putting their own imprints on the universe? Uh, who else could we see possibly joining uh, the BAPRD or, uh, or the Hellboy creative teams?
5: Right now, I mean, I'm, uh, you know, we do have another series, uh, two other series that we're going to start. Uh, one's a Victorian occult detective that's going to be drawn by a guy named Ben Stenbeck. And um, we're going to be doing a Lobster Johnson series um with an artist with another artist so we haven't announced yet um, so it feels great i mean it's it's so weird when this thing takes off in so many different directions it's one of the reasons unfortunately i haven't been able to get back and draw stuff because my hands are so full with this thing that keeps you know expanding all over the place two more questions are we going to see any more amazing screw on head you know i never thought that thing would really be anything people would be that interested in uh no Uh, I did it so well the first time. I was so happy with the first one that I said, I don't want to mess that up. So I'm going to do more things like it. But, um, yeah, I I think that's it for him. And Bruce Campbell as Lobster Johnson. What do you think? That'd be fine by me. That'd be great.
3: Well, I know you just made a bunch of geeks on our end happy, so thanks a lot. Have fun tonight. We're here with uh, Gerard Way from My Comic Romance. He also has an incredible book called The Umbrella Ca- Academy. we got Dallas coming up soon. Yeah, What yeah, is that? It's hit? coming up. Dallas comes out,
1: if, if memory serves me correctly, and I'm the worst at this, is November 21st, I believe. It's right around the anniversary of the JFK assassination.
3: Wow. Um, now you're going to be hopping around in time a little bit more in, the, in this issue? now am
1: going hops around in time. Um, it makes it a little more difficult. Time travel stories are always the hardest. The very first series had a little bit of that. But we've worked it out, you know, and there's a part of the, you know, when you do Umbrella Academy, there's a part of it where you, you just kind of can't take that stuff too seriously. You just do it. You just tell a great story, you know. Um, you can't, like, do too much math. Your head will hurt, and then it's not fun. You know?
5: Well,
3: the, the first one was pretty irreverent. It was a pretty fun series. Um, now, let's talk about another album for My Chemical Romance. Are you, what's the planning stages? Are you guys in there? Right now we are, um, we're just about to start writing.
1: Well, we've been writing separately, so we're about to convene. Have a summit, a rock summit, and then um, share what we have, here at live, and then, you know, and then do it.
3: We're here with Pia Guerra and Brian K. Vaughan from Why the Last Man, but uh, they're also very active in other things. Can you guys give us an update on what you guys have been working on? Pia, go ahead.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I'm working on uh, Doctor Who for IDW with writer Tony Lee, and I got a couple more issues of that, and then I'm taking some time off hey, to do my own thing, which is great. <laughs> Uh, still working on The Lost writing staff full-time and uh, Ex Machina, my comic with uh, Tony Harris about to enter its last year.
3: So you've got a definitive end for Ex Machina. Um, you guys are getting close on Lost. What can we look forward to in the next season? In the next season of Lost?
0: Oh, my, my wife is back there, and uh, my boss is threatening to kill her if uh, I say anything. So I'm sworn to secrecy, but it's going to be it's a really good season so far. We're already uh,
3: seven episodes in, and it's pretty incredible. That's all I can say, though. Now you're starting to see some of your creations go to the big screen. Uh, We've got Why the Last Man coming up. Is X Machina option? Is that going to head to the screen?
0: Let's hope so. I mean, yeah, it was option, but these things work very slowly. But for us, you know, comics are always the first love. It's about comics first. Anything else that happens is gravy. And as you're
3: watching Eagle Eye, were you freaking out, being like, "Okay, is this how it's going to play out?" What were you thinking?
0: I haven't seen it yet. No I'm sorry <laughs> yeah, that's
3: you know for me it's
0: Pia's Yorick is the definitive yorick and any actor you know won't be able to fill those shoes as well as she has so for me good luck to you know whoever becomes Yorick but it's going to be a tough job for him
3: I actually have an, uh, a suggestion for ampersand my camera guy over here uh, Gilmore is uh, he can play a little monkey what do you think okay. look
0: we'll, we'll bring him out we'll uh, we'll shoot some tapes see how he looks but I like it. He's very heartbroken about missing out on Chaka, so I mean, this could be his chance. Well, he's got the black and white thing going there, so it works. It's good balance. I like it. Yeah.
3: Now, James, can you can you uh, recognize the eyes of a killer just from seeing it?
7: Ooh, I think a good killer wouldn't let me see his eyes. Uh, you mean he'd be a camera guy, probably? Well, I can I can see one of their eyes. No, he's not a killer. He's a good guy. Okay. Okay, so, so, so Gilmore say
3: for all the, those of you watching that, that uh, wondered, um, what are you working on when you're not working on Dexter? What are some of the
7: other projects that we can see you in? Well, uh, The Unborn is coming up, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. And, um, well, recently I was in Pineapple Express, okay. and uh, a few more episodes of Dexter that's coming out, and Un- Unborn is coming up.
3: And that, that's the David Goyer movie? Yes. And, w- and now what's it about?
7: I'm not supposed to tell you these things. You're supposed to go it's about a young lady who's being uh... haunted and troubled by uh... let's just say something that isn't typical and it's her it's her battle to uh... to to win i don't know if i'm allowed to tell you (laughs) david goyer's not gonna do much don't worry about that guy but uh... universal might yeah i I don't think i'm gonna i don't think i'm gonna tell you Uh, what can we expect in in the future for for dexter Probably more beautiful developments as Dexter grows and uh, becomes more involved with uh, his uh, loved ones and his uh, own personal demons.
2: Stan Lee, wait, we—I don't even know how to introduce you, Stan. How would you? What's, what's the best well, I'll interdu- do introduction? You can I'll have? do it. Stan Lee, one of the great talents of our time, a man who is. I mean, there are no words to describe this man's greatness, his genius, his ability, his, his charm. Modesty. His mo- And mainly, mainly he is known for modesty.
3: So, Stan, you're great at uh, giving uh, superheroes their nicknames. My buddy here is a super cameraman. His name's Gilmore. Sizing him up and down. Goofy Gilmore. There you go. Goofy Gilmore. Uh, I think that that's very appropriate. What are you working on now? You've got the superhero First, show. First, I want to get out of
2: Gilmore's way before he clobbers me. What no, am no, I working? We have one thing I can talk about. It's a um, it's a thing I'm doing for Disney that you'll be able to see on your telephone. You'll be able to see it later on the internet. It's called Time Jumper, and it's something new and different. And it'll eventually private successful, which, which of course it will be because I'm involved. It'll end up being a big TV series or movie, and you'll be able to say I heard about it first.
3: Julie Benz, we're all in love with you. Look at you standing there, answering interviews. Will you talk us in tonight? Make us feel alright. Then turn out the light, here she comes. Hey, we're here with the world's best girlfriend, Julie Benz. Uh, we all love you. All my listeners and, and viewers love you. Uh, how does it feel being the best girlfriend on the planet?
7: It's awesome. <laughs> I didn't know I had that label.
3: Absolutely. I watched the show with my girlfriend, and, and she, she knows that, uh, that you're the best girlfriend in the world. Right. Well... I don't know. Laura's pretty good. You guys know Laura.
7: <laughs> well, I think Laura's probably the best girlfriend. She
3: is. She is. She, she could stand for me sitting with her watching Dexter and, and being like, she sure is sweet. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, but I cooked you dinner tonight.
7: <laughs> That's true, yeah.
3: So uh, you're enjoying Dexter, but uh, we, we are a show that loves our action films. We got to ask you about Rambo. We got to ask you about Kicking Ass in the Jungle. Uh, we loved that movie. Are we going to see you in the Rambo universe again?
7: I don't know. I, it would be fun. I, I, it was a great, amazing experience for me. I mean, to work with uh, Sylvester Stallone, not only as an actor, but also as a director and a writer. Um, I learned so much, you know, and then. The, the challenges that were presented in front of me, you know, the... the
0: Being the only girl.
7: Being the only <laughs> girl. Um, you know, I'm very competitive, so I had to prove to the guys that I was a lot tougher than I actually am. And realize that I am a lot tougher than they are. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was exciting. We were, you know, three months in Thailand filming, and it was a really amazing experience. Well, we
3: hope to see you again in a Rambo movie. Cause we, I just want to see another know, Rambo I, movie. I
7: lived, actually, so I could... Right. I could. The only girl that's ever lived. Well, we got,
3: we got to ask you. I mean, when, when you've got John Rambo who comes in with all the explosions and the guns, and you've got Dexter who sneaks in, takes people from behind, and then does what he does with them, who do you think would, would win in that kind of encounter? Because you got to think that what John Rambo does, Dexter's got to, got to notice.
7: Right. We also have to remember that they're both really good with a knife. So I think it would be a draw if there was a competition between the two of them. I think they would kill each other at the exact same time.
3: <laughs> it's not the ending of Under Siege, no. with Tommy Lee Jones and Steven Seagal. No, this is this is a, this is a good knife fight. Uh, Julie, thanks so much for talking to us. We caught up with you at Wizard World last year. Yeah,
4: Geekscape, hi, Geekscape. Hey, everybody. We don't know what we don't really know what to ask you. We just wanted to say hi. Oh, I love saying hi too. I'm a nominee tonight. Do you believe that? What for what? You should read your tip sheet, mister. No, no, no. I mean, I know you. We, we've had you on the show. What do we need a tip sheet I'm for? for? I'm nominated for Best Supporting Performance in, uh, uh, for Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Oh. As Ape Sapien. Okay, have you
3: guys counted the screen time? What's that? You're on a lot of that movie. Have you counted the screen time? I, I don't think Ron should be in
4: the competition. No, no, no. He, he should he, be the lead. No, no. I'm, I'm a supporting character. I'm his, I'm his, I'm his sidekick. I'm his cohort. I'm his little brother. I'm his buddy. I'm his thing. I'm a, I, whatever. We've been
3: reading the comic, the, the comics recently. There's been more of you than him. There's an Abe Sapien series of comics, but, but that's not what this
4: movie was. It was called Hellboy, right? Okay.
3: We'll see that. Thanks, Doug. Big love, you guys. Thanks. Hey, what's up, Sean? Um, so you got this movie, Role Models, coming out?
4: Oh yeah.
7: Well, the movies.
1: I, I'm actually more excited about this movie than. Probably any movie I've done since America Pie, it's really funny. and People are freaking out over it. So, oh, I definitely swear. And so does a little 11-year-old. I mean, there's a kid that I mentor in the movie, and I think there's nothing funnier than hearing a little little 11-year-old swear all the time.
3: How many 11-year-olds can you beat up in a fight? I could probably take
1: about 30. Yeah, I mean, was that without weapons or guns?
3: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You can use them as weapons, but but not going. I mean, without weapons, I could take 30 down for sure. So what do you play? I play Madden. I'm not a big video game nut.
1: I wish I, sh- I should be, because it'd be a nice escape thing for me. But uh, I would say Madden. Madden, like NBA. Well, I don't know. I haven't played in a while. I would say Madden, for sure.
3: Wes Craven, he brought us Nightmare on Elm Street. What are you working on today? Um, I'm working on a film called 25.8,
1: which I wrote in direct. Uh, we've shot it, and we're in post. That'll be out next year.
4: And it's kind of uh, based on the idea that if you fight the devil, you can't fight 24-7. You have to fight 25-8. You have to go that extra step. And We also uh, produced a remake of Last House on the Left,
1: which has just finished its mix and is just fabulous. And that's going to be out early next year. So probably 25-8 in the fall of next year and the remake of Last House
3: in the in the spring. And you've got uh, Johnny Depp here going on a crazy career. How, how insane is it to watch somebody you cast in Nightmare on Elm Street just go into the stratosphere like that?
1: It's it's pretty remarkable, you know. I, I, there's been about four that I've, you know, started. Uh, not started in the sense of I'm going to make. You can it. take it. You, it's okay. You no, can. But just can take I did it. their first film. You know, Bruce Willis actually. I uh, did a Twilight Zone. That was his first film work. And Sharon Stone and Johnny Depp and
4: a few others. And so it's great. It's great.
3: What's your reaction seeing uh, girls dressed up like Freddie over there? <laughs> you see that it's shocking. Why did Why didn't I think of that?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Gary.
3: To see you. Another fucking story from this guy. This guy is full <laughs> of great stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: but the dog lived, right? I was just the dog did like, like, live. So okay. The, the dog is okay. is okay. Dude, I never okay. would have. I would have. I would have been like at the second floor. I'd been like, I'm not climbing any fucking like <laughs> <higher." laughs> no, I'm not we're, climbing we're, up we're, here. We're, that is uh, more. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 that dog is like a tank.
1: Like,
3: that fearless. Me. Fearless. Mister Bales. <laughs> God. Fearless We're going to have to Cut to more material Just so you can <laughs> oh, Tell Coming strong. back to the, I mean awesome. I think what inhibits Mr. Bales Is the presence Of, of a uh, Of an uh, uh, An audience You know what I mean in, And in, in the feeling That this is a little bit live I think what Bale, Bales needs is A really good script Once Bales can Concentrate on a script And inhabit a skin Other than him, his own yeah. I think he it really is, Comes to life Yeah But being judged, he's being judged here exactly. as Brandon Bales. He's not playing a character. But how was that
1: though? The scream, the this thing that we just saw.
3: Oh, the scream wars is cool. Was that that was, that was some dope ass shit. Wasn't
1: that great? Was I mean, fun. like the Stan Lee thing.
3: Uh, the Stan Lee thing. Uh, as it was coming out of his mouth, I couldn't believe it was coming out of his mouth. Um, I'm just gonna have to play it through the station ID as is because that that guy, <laughs> oh. that was hilarious. Um, and Julie Benz. <sighs>
4: Remind me how I, I think, know I think her. I speak for everyone When I just go <sighs> <sighs> Oh
3: yeah She's the girlfriend on Dexter I see And in Rambo Which we all know oh, Did you see Rambo? Oh I did she see Rambo chick. Oh. Are
1: you a Buffy fan? She was a Darla <laughs> Buffy <laughs> Or Angel
4: She was Darla on Angel Never seen those shows it's a, Neither have I
3: Neither have I Hey Really? I. Yeah 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 You don't need that credential Alright right, all all alright Camera in your little bedroom all right. <laughs> um, I just see them both going down right now. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> like a toilet, <laughs> like a toilet bowl. Um, so, video games. Uh, we got to talk to a couple comic book creators there, um, and I haven't really read anything new. Uh, but let's talk video games because we have a lot of shit to talk about, including this d- delay of Little Big Planet. I guess uh, there's some war, uh, some verses from the Quran. That are in some background music, Muslim group, got all up in the air, and uh, rather than have their heads cut off, uh, Sony delayed the release of Little Big Planet because it could have gotten really nasty. You know, I live very close to Sony, <laughs> and I don't want a fucking plane landing in my backyard. <laughs>
2: gotcha. Gotcha.
3: Guess we're gonna be, guess we're gonna be banned next week. <laughs> Middle East. Middle East. Um, no, I. I, I you can understand People don't like Their religious shit Fucked with In a video game
1: But Muslims are the worst at, About that stuff Like they kill people Over it And it's just like Really? Brian Come on
3: well.
1: You can't do anything
3: Listen it, It's their own Preemptive strike Okay Because <laughs> let me tell you Where it ends It starts With Something that they Hold very dear The Quran Being adapted Into the background music Of a video game And, you, and you're like Okay well It's not that big of a deal Ten years from now, when Brett Ratner is adapting that video game <laughs> into a film, you're gonna kind of wish that you had nipped it in the bud ten years earlier. Okay? I think it's very smart for these people to say, "Let's keep our religious text from going into a video game before it becomes a major turning point in Brett Ratner's adaptation of Little B- Big Planet." So
1: you're seeing, like, so you're saying, like, uh, this is this is the Muslim's world way of basically like being your dad and like reaching for the belt. Yep. <laughs> yep. This could get a lot worse right you. now.
3: This could get a guys, lot worse. It could get a lot worse. Ah, ah, ah. Ooh. Ah, ah. Don't talk. Do him. not talk back. So, you guys mm. will probably just have to wait a, uh, until next week or a week after to play with Sackboy. While you're waiting, play with your own sack. <laughs>
1: a mile away.
3: Um. Uh. So, <laughs> So listen, uh, we're going to talk video games I've been playing this uh, DS game I'm going to put a formal review up on the site what It's not it? there right now, but it's the Spectrobes uh, Beyond the Portal It's called, uh, oh, it's called Motherfucking Spectrobes yeah. uh, You guys remember uh, a couple weeks ago We ran this Disney interactive Geekscape pod Where we talked about, uh, what were those movies? We talked we about Pure Pure, yeah, the racing game Spectrobes Spectrobes, Motherfucking Spectrobes And we played Bolt I played a little bit of Bolt Is these movies that Disney Interactive made And, uh, mm. and pure is that ATV nice. racing game I want to play that one I heard that was awesome Yeah, Gilmore wrote a review up on the site yeah. Which may be where you heard it was awesome uh, I got this movie I got this game Spectro, Which which reminds me What I was into it was There was a lot of mini games It was a DS game A lot of mini games I really liked that And it had like this Pokemon feel mm. Dude I played so much fucking Pokemon Summer in 99 I kept having to check my Game Boy to make sure it was off when I was going to sleep Because I'd hear the music in my fucking head (laughs) It was insane Dude That's amazing I was 20 years old Not good In New York for the first time Not too popular with the ladies, was I? No In New York for the first time Interning at MTV on the Tom Green show Just kicking ass You could could drop that at a bar and get all sorts of girls Mm -hmm. I wasn't at a bar I was at home, gotta catch catch a mall. That's playing what I was with doing. Pocket yeah, monster. playing with my fucking pocket monsters. My little sack boy. My little sack boy. So I was very excited. Um, now that I've acquired a girlfriend, uh, to get this motherfucking <laughs> check that off. It, <laughs> off. it
1: sounds like you. It sounds like you walked over a little yeah. icon of a girlfriend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Ba-ding>. <laughs> it goes. It, it went into my inventory. Ah. Uh-huh. You can level that shit up. You can, you can level it up. Yeah. Uh, which you have to pay for it. Yeah, it sad. comes in the form of a ring. You can level up the girlfriend feature. Uh, You have to continually invest in it, and sometimes Mm -hmm. they invest in you. Sometimes they invest in you more than you can invest in it. But uh, and sometimes they full on carry you. Let's just be honest. Um, But Spectros Beyond the Portal is like it's like a Pokemon game, and you got these little monsters you can train them and stuff. I got to tell you, uh, I'm about four hours into the game, and there's a shitload of talky talk talk. There's so many tutorials in this game, I don't even know if I've gotten into the beginning of the game yet. Remember when you were playing Wii Zelda? Uh, how long it took you to actually get in the game? When you're a little Link and you're running around, catching you know he's going to become Link. Like, you're catching fish, you're running around the village and shit like that. You just want to get to the first yeah, dungeon?
4: Yeah.
3: That's how I feel like. And I'm three hours into uh, it. I just, want, I just want the game to start. Uh, you know? What happened to just having a Zelda game where you start out as Link? And you can immediately just start fighting monsters.
4: That's old it's, school. That's old school. It's way Either old that old
1: school. or making the training fun, like Call of Duty Four. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Call of yeah, yeah, Duty Four. Call of Duty Four is amazing.
3: The tutorial was fun. Yeah, the tutorial, tutorial. was. Am- the tutorial yeah. was real. Can yeah. I tell you something? Um, first off, the, uh, the 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 fights in this game usually. You remember, like even like if it's an RPG, like I remember old Dragon Warrior and uh, Final Fantasy used to actually give me nightmares at night. What? Just, just a the, single oh, picture I of was, the slime? No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was... No, what well, well, came nightmares it wasn't so much the evil slime pixels, but uh, it was it was the length of the dungeons because oh. once you got about halfway into Old Dragon Warrior, yeah. the dungeons just got huge. huge. And you're like,
4: huge. I need to save it. How am I ever going to get out of here? It? Same
3: thing with Final Fantasy. When you got high up in a tower,
4: yeah.
3: it got really, oh. you know, it got stressful. And, yeah. and some of the battles would go so long that you're like jesus christ this is huge the battles in this game are 20 seconds long and there're not enough of them i've maybe killed 30 bad guys 30 bad guys i'm 3 hours into the game
4: mm.
3: it's it, it, the the gameplay is fun but what i'm saying is it trips you up with just how fucking long it's taken to
4: actually become a game is this based not good on an ip an existing ip is there an they, they created show it or something they
3: created it and it, there's an exi- there's already a spectrobes game out it's just I wanted deep. the game Really badly Because it looked like fun Four hours in the game I still want the game Really badly I just haven't Gotten it yet So Gilmore And I was bugging Gilmore left and right To get me a copy Of this game I was like Call him up Tell him to send me My motherfucking
5: Spectrum. All <laughs>
3: oh, my motherfucking Spectrums Remember the night That you brought it over How excited I was I knew Brian had gotten it because we got the, the press people to send, hey, don't worry, respect, your motherfucking spectrum is in the mail. Shut up already. And Gilmore called me, and, he, and I, I just picked up, and I go,
0: motherfucking spectrums.
3: <laughs> and we were out in front of my my house, and what were you doing?
0: Motherfucking spectrums. And I was going, spectrums, motherfucking
1: spectrums. Motherfucking spectrums. Like, I got my motherfucking spectrums.
3: Was it worth it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Motherfucking. <laughs> now I say, <laughs> Motherfucking Spectrums. Mm, that's so funny. It was better when I was pumped about it. I was like, Motherfucking spectrobes. Now I'm,
0: Motherfucking Spectrums. Oh <laughs> my god. So.
4: Thought this was over? You thought this was over? Like, it's not. It will oh, never end. You should have seen Laura
3: when I'm on the side of the, she was watching TV and I'm sitting there on the phone going, She's like What the f- Who are you uh, Retarded pumpkin boy What have you been playing You're oh, an avid man. gamer Oh man Anything you want to lie about this episode Lie about <laughs> I'm kidding what the I'm kidding Oh my god The dog story was enough Um <laughs> what, what have you been playing You're always playing I'm something I'm always playing you, uh, you went old school recently too Didn't
4: you Oh well, yeah I'll get, I'll get to that Um Um Stuff that, that's that's incredible that I just finished playing is Half-Life Two Episode Two. I know I'm like way late to the party mm-hmm. on that wow. one, but God damn, they're good. Valve is awesome.
3: Mm-hmm. They're
4: amazing, and uh, Left 4 Dead's coming out next month. How pumped are you? So <sighs> pumped! I'm so pumped. I played it at E3. Did you guys get a chance to play oh, it? How was it? Fantastic. How
1: was it? How did it Fantastic.
4: feel? Fantastic. It felt great. It felt great. It you know they had I mean we I was there with three other people playing on four PCs, and, and you guys were all on the same side. Yeah, all on the same. side. did the
3: did the actual. Uh, community communication aspect of it really coming into play right away. Totally.
4: You were like help me! Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah well, motherfucking spectros, motherfucking spectros, all over the place. Uh-huh. They, they jump on you and they uh, the, the zombies sh- do. The zombies, yeah, and they and they drag you down. And so you know, it's like, oh, player three needs help. And you look over, you know, they, their character is like on the ground flailing, and there's <laughs> there's three zombies like. On top of me, you have to you have to like go over and 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 kill them, and then sometimes they get injured and they can't get up off the ground, and you have to you know drag like them and stuff. Press the button a thousand times and like you know to like heal them and pull them up, and it's wow. awesome because meanwhile all these zombies are flooding it's in. It's intense. And yeah, and you're like, you guys cover me while I'm helping, you know, so
3: Jimmy. Sick. And these are strangers you were it's, playing with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, <laughs> but oh, already you had look. this.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Brian.
1: Um, I wanted to ask a question. I wanted
3: to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian's uh, dancing love, like this.
1: Can you can you uh, can you leave? If you get attacked mm. Do you have now A person on your team Gradually turning into a zombie Uh Oh no. that would be crazy no. That would be
4: so awesome It would be amazing But you can also play As the zombies In, in multi-player, multiplayer Yeah Which attack. we didn't play We were playing like the co-op The story thing But it's great man The game sounds great Very game types uh, Apparently you. And it's never the same game Twice Yeah like, it's got an AI director. about it that's so cool. And if you if you're if you're too good, like they throw more shit at you, like it's a variable difficulty. Really? So it's like
1: smart. Yeah. It's not just pre-planned. But level. do you have to
3: save everybody? Like like if I'm playing with four people and Gilmore starts getting eaten, can I just tell the other two people be like, come on, let's just get the fuck out of here? I was just gonna say that. Yes Like, is that alright?
4: And he'll die. But you need the you need them to get to the next safe room. Like you know, I, it, I
3: pretty much need Gilmore to get to the next you, safe room. You know? Room. Yeah. I mean. It, it depends helps, on how good you are. Because you can use helps. them as food later. And like <laughs> like if we're on a if we're on a rooftop. And like they're all like surrounding us, I can just be just like kick them off, chew on this, motherfuckers, <laughs> Gilmore. I believe you.
0: No, <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, a little bit of vertigo. You saw that. Um, I love that. What else have you been playing? You've been playing this Left for Dead, uh, You've been old school.
4: Uh, uh, Braid. I've just finished. Mm-hmm. Finally, awesome game. Welcome to the Got conversation. The pieces. I know. I've. I mean, I'm not on the show. It's really cool. It's cool. No, it's cool. Uh, I only cheated one time, and I told you all about Castle Crashers. Which Did one you enjoy? Uh, The one, the one where you're in the world. He's gonna just give it to them? Yeah, uh, it's like World Three when, um, when the world starts. Uh, whenever you move to the right, everything moves yeah. forward, and when you move to the left, it reverses. Yeah, the DJing level. The hunt level where there's just five dudes and yeah. you have to kill them all in order to get the door to open up. Yeah, you got to start with the top. You start, yeah, you start at the top and work away, But I didn't know that you had to like double jump on the one guy to like make him die. Anyway, uh, it gets insane. The game uh, Amazing game. What an accomplishment that game is. Uh, Castle Crashers—they
3: got the patch coming.
4: Patch's coming? Not maybe for, not for a month, but that's awesome. I've been waiting for that because I, I mean, uh, multiplayer is totally. But you've beaten
3: positive. the the one the single player. I haven't right? beaten the single. Player oh, just
4: yet. just. Dude, there's no danger so there Yeah 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 Giraffe came back
3: It's all good uh, My giraffe ran away Do you mean the <laughs> My giraffe well, well remember I had that problem With my castle crashers Where when I I had everything And then when I went To play online I booted up The single player again And like all my weapons And all my arc Was yeah. devoid no of shit. animals Oh yeah yeah It's one oh, of the It's one of the problems We're fixing in the patch Oh, I did not know that problem So the patch is coming Oh yeah My giraffe ran away I had to go get giraffe back have you not tried to play With like A, a multiplayer game I have And that was, that was that's, what, that's what caused the problem Was that I had beaten the game I had acquired all my shit right. I went and played multiplayer And upon returning yeah, right. To a single player To try and beat it With a different character Everything gone. was gone Was so that when you that, played
1: With me and Jake?
3: Yeah it was when I played With you and Jake And then oh. I tried to play again So so that that was a big problem they're, they're, That's part of the fix Of the patch cool. And they, they're also Supposedly going to make A couple more players Playable A little bit, another couple characters cool. Like the king The king uh, Nice oh, So that would awesome. cool. Um that may be a separate downloadable content that you have to pay for. I don't know. But uh, that is a fucking awesome game. It's a good game. What That's else cool. you got? You are a big what video else? game what guy. What else?
4: Uh, right now, I'm currently in the throes of uh, Persona 3, which you probably don't, haven't even heard of. What the fuck uh, is this? You just, just blew our minds. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard um, of it. It's a JRPG... Uh, straight out of Japan. I mean, it's all you know, translated. Whatever. It's it's not an import or anything. Like Cave Story. Um, is
1: it all your base?
4: Uh, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a actually really high production value. It's like half school slash dating sim, like half dungeon crawler. Wait,
3: but it wait, dating like you're in high school, high school. Yeah, and you're in
4: high school, and you like got to you got to go to class. And sounds like boring shit. I, well, that's what, at first it is, and you're like, what? I have to do this shit. But like, if you if you pay attention and you get um, uh, you get good grades and you like you you know you like you end up in a dungeon. You, you go to fight monsters. Time. No, you meet more people, and what happens is you meet more people out in real life, and then every night you get a chance to go to this like tower that's like hundreds of in your dreams. High. No, like well, with this group of kids, and okay, you, like, you control sort of. You have like everyone has like these sort of Pokemon. It's sort like
3: flatliners. I, that, came, that guy was I've just going to college, parents. and then he hung out with all these
4: people, and they were right. like, "Hey, you want to play around with life and death?" Exactly, this sort of. thing But they did shit at night. It's great. You get what I'm saying. And if you get to, t- you know, you meet more people, and then and then that may, uh, you get more social connections. So and you're that building up a party. Make big, mo- make bigger monsters. You can fuse these monsters together. It's a complete like hundred hour crazy thing. It, this is awesome. the third one.
1: Yeah. So that just sounds like regular Japanese society. Yeah. Totally.
3: Totally. The, the fucking pre Borg what i call japanese exactly food. well that's what the, i guess yeah. they'll, they'll become the borg one day koreans are gonna become the borg i feel it i hive, see it they're, <laughs> gonna, they're, they're gonna be the first hive mind but it, <laughs> it, 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 what is this on your pc or your, your no, PS2. ps2 that's what you're
4: saying i was going old
3: school yeah, yeah that's right you, you said you it came know, out last
4: or? year they're in fact they're doing persona 4 i mean uh and it's coming out for for ps2 in um in December, this the, the PS2 still sells fucking They're games. They're still selling games. It's crazy crazy? No, wild. it's not crazy. It's such an affordable system. You it know, is. it's got such a huge
3: fucking
1: library, and it's a great system too. If you went it's out really and bought is.
4: it. I really like the PS2. All like told. the Xbox is the new PS2, I think. Uh, the right
1: 360. The
3: 360.
1: Uh, yeah. can we? You know, Standard I think I, I think
3: it's just such a fuck. I don't know about dependable. I mean, I
4: mean, well, uh, as far as the library goes, but the library <laughs> is huge. Yeah, Xbox Live is a great service, but. Is, hardware i'm looking oh, forward I'm, sorry, I I'm
3: looking forward to some of the you know uh, you're, you're looking forward to the xbox live experience we're going to be getting with this new uh me looking stuff the new avatars and what and i could take it or leave it yeah xbox live is changing format what are they doing well have you been in a cave yes oh in. this is huge uh gilmore yeah they've been talking about it for months you're, you're each each gamer profile on xbox is getting an, an avatar like a me Cares. And you can dress them, and, and they're, cha- they're changing <laughs> their entire. Shit. Thing. Well, I think they're they're, they're going to be doing different shit on Xbox Live. Xbox Live is, as an experience is going to expand.
4: Because they know that like what PlayStation's got Home coming out, yeah, you know, and they're still trying to like get up all. And, so because right? I mean I like
3: Xbox gonna change, Live the way it is
4: because it's functional. Well, there yeah.
3: there are those people that feel that way. It's functional. I mean, this they, will be functional too. Okay, don't worry. I just don't want you, to. You still do? You shape. still miss the old Facebook?
1: No, the new Facebook is so much better, actually. <laughs> Brandon, what
3: do you think of the new Facebook? I'm not on Facebook. But right away, when he first switched to the new Facebook, you were like, "No, me gusta." But because now I'm you're scared used to it. of change. No, but it's very—you'll be fine with this Xbox okay. thing. Don't worry.
1: I just because I just imagine a bunch of me's hanging out together. It's Like, oh, here's no. a Michael Jackson me. I don't know,
3: I don't know okay. how it's gonna work. I don't know how it's gonna work. So you've been playing. Um, we're gonna uh, call it the episode. Is that cool? We we did movies, video games, comics. Yeah, I think we um, did <laughs> the, 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 what, what I need from you guys Is I need you guys To go to the Geekscape website We're not going to go anywhere If you don't But I think it's a fun place For you to be at We've got forums We've got uh, all sorts of features uh, That are written uh, You'll enjoy them And uh, you guys can submit news um, The other things you can do Is buy a t-shirt Like the ones I got now uh, Meeting with George To talk about new merch We've got to get some new merch on this. Yeah mm. I figure Can we make
1: one of the merch A date with me? No. 50 bucks And
3: then we can tape it First off That's horribly overpriced Who gets paid 50 bucks You or the They They get, get paid, paid other. They pay 50 bucks <laughs>
1: Fuck
3: Are you high I
1: wanna see how that goes over That's like
3: being like Hey can we run a contest Where we knife some Fucking listener They won They get knifed In the <laughs> Even face Even if it's
1: like Some fat dude I think it'd be interesting
3: Why would they pay To go on a fucking date With you Why not You're at a level Where you're paying For shit <laughs> Why would What Laura's shaking don't her head. Don't look to Laura for support. Laura's shaking
1: her head in the,
3: that the doorway. That's, that's a, not only a, that's a fucking king of the bad he ideas. People, that's a bad horrible bad. fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Jesus. How about a date with
3: Brandon? Huh? All right. Well, they, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon doesn't need a fucking contest to go on a date. I think oh that's away. what you're missing. I think that's what oh you're missing. You're the only one in the room who needs a fucking oh no, contest not, to get a date.
1: That's actually not true. You. You're blind to what I have to offer.
3: Stay in character. Stay in character. So uh, you can get a t-shirt One of which will not be win a date with Gilmore How would you make that Into a fucking t-shirt I went on a date with Gilmore And I got was this t-shirt
1: We can sell other stuff like it Like like pay 50 bucks We'll give you a cold
3: Yeah it's like A fucking kissing booth Where you get punched in the face It's not nice Here's a dollar I want to get kissed by a hot chick At the last minute A fucking dude steps in And just chokes you Not fun that's what a fucking win a date with you would be like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like win a date. There's like a really attractive person, but you show up. Mm. Not a bad social experiment if I do say so myself. Mm. Mm. Uh that that would be how Geekscape runs the dating service advertise something else and then you show up (laughs) total bait and switch like why is
1: this dating site called (laughs) bait and Well
3: (laughs) oh this guy looks totally hot and he is and then you fucking show up and you're like (laughs) 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 (laughs)
0: time to feed me (laughs) I'm hungry do you want tacos
3: um so we got that uh we were talking about Facebook, we got a Facebook group, just look for Geekscape, you can join us and become a fan, all that. Uh, MySpace. Our profile is MySpace. Uh, it's Geekscape it's Myspace.com slash Geekscape net. And um, talked about the merch. Next week I gotta tell you guys we got a Halloween episode coming up. Ooh. every fucking Halloween, which we've only had one so far, but we're gonna make it a thing. Uh, it's Gilmore and I and I think Ben was yeah. there last year, on the couch, in costume who knows what we're going to be dressed as this year? I currently do not know what I'm going to be dressed as this Actually, year.
1: Actually, I had no idea. Yeah. I was thinking of just going as uh, Sarah Palin with jo- with Nolan Joker makeup.
3: Yeah. Just, as the guys, there's going to be so fucking many of them. I almost want to go this year as Batman just so I can beat the shit out of the fucking Christopher Nolan. Oh joker's. my god, I remember all the Chris Nolan jokers be- at the
1: fucking Scream Awards? or at Comic-Con or everywhere. It's going to be uh, so it's getting out of control. Shit. Yeah, it's going to be horrible. We're not going to like that. We actually we ran into a guy at the Scream Awards yesterday who was a no, who had a Nolan Joker. What's uh, like going? Rubber mask. It was
3: not even painted. How it was a rubber mask of the Nolan be? Joker. It's like
4: Really? The Nolan Joker?
3: It's so easy. Easiest. easiest <laughs> the All you got to do is like, take is take oh. your old crow makeup that you want <laughs> Thank you Put it to green And some purple And now you're Nolan Kabam. Fucking joker So uh, for those of you Nerds who are the crow Now you can be Nolan's joker And uh, I will be there dressed as bats To beat the fucking shit John, Out of can, you
1: Can you just please Ask them not to do this though? Don't do
3: it uh, Those of you out there Who are contemplating uh, Being this emo goth uh, bullshit bat- First off, you're not going to be as cool as uh, <laughs> Heath Ledger was no. You're not going to be as talented as Heath Ledger no. was Your portrayal's going to look fucking lame Dumb. And uh, everybody's going to think you're a loser I gotta tell you guys right now, please For the sake of America And the future of Brett Ratner's movies Don't do this, okay? You will make the Muslim world mad <laughs> <laughs> They already hate us uh, And communism's already trying to stop Geekscape At a grassroots level So... There's enough working against us right now as a society. Don't dress up as the Christopher Nolan Joker. That or is. a Joker
1: at all. Joker's off limits this year. That's
3: J- like throwing fucking kindling on a fire. Alright? Don't do it. Okay? You better watch out, Joker.
2: We're gonna take. We're gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna dress up as your face. I'm gonna rape your fucking face. That, what mad- if you. No, no, up
3: no Brandon
1: as, was doing Batman. You're doing yourself. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna rape your fucking
7: face. Motherfucking spectropes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. I wanna play my motherfucking Spectrums I'm so fucking angry. Uh, hey, Joker. No.
3: Motherfucking spectros. This game is 90 million hours long. I haven't even gotten past the first cutscene. Motherfucking Spectrums <sighs> Laura's looking at me like I've been saying, I'm definitely not sleeping here tonight. Uh, so, those of you who enjoyed We're the episode, here uh, uh, <laughs> this is the couch I'm gonna be sitting on tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna be next to Laura, she's gonna be asleep. I'm gonna be looking at her going, Time to get it up. okay. Um let's do some damage control, call it a night, and uh see you guys next week. Does that work for us, Brandon? Sounds good. Alright. Thanks well, for watching. We'll see you guys next week, and uh let's hear another story, all right? Here we go. Okay. So it all started.